Hi, I'm Naomi. I'm Janvi. And I'm Kabir. And, and this, this is, is the Social, Social Battery, Battery Podcast. Podcast. That felt really good saying it after a really long time. <laughs> anyway, so today we're going to be talking about something that I think a lot of us can relate to. And essentially what we're calling it is education is a commodity. But we're not really going to talk about school here. We're going to talk more about college and applying to college and all the different things that you have to keep in mind when you're applying to college, especially the expenses. So um, also <laughs> on a lighter note, I really want to put it out there. If I'm sounding a little like Himesh Reshamya, it is because <laughs> I just recovered from a cold. <laughs> So it's a little um, <clears throat> sticky up there. Anyway. What? Okay, this is, do we just derail a lot, right? But you're talking about education. Education, yeah. So would any of you like to start off on that? Okay, so I'll start. Um, actually, I'll start with a question because I feel like this is like, um, I want to like infer my experiences from both of you. Mm-hmm. And I feel like further education like college especially in india like you know like is divided into two categories abroad in india yeah. and india has looked at much more of a cheaper financial yeah. uh state like the of course because the expenses you have to give up far less for even things like travel hmm. living expenses etc etc but the first step for me to the journey of college was college counselors and how expensive they really are yeah what do you guys think about that Jandi, you are with the college counselor i'm not in naomi i to the best Ito, of my ability or not, not either i think I like speak to some people and they're like you know looking at college counseling and I'm someone who's already been through it and my parents have researched on it like they did it before I entered that phase so I never like saw and like learned what exactly went into it but now I like speak to people and they'll be like you know like the worst like the lowest amount for a college counselor is like 10k a month and I'm like whoa like you know is that how it works because you're literally just like asking someone for guidance over what you want to do which is essentially what you want to earn in life right and it's just there's just like so much competition i think that also like goes into especially college counseling right and it makes it so expensive and there's just so many like Like, i don't understand it how do you feel about it though like do you think it's helped you or do you think you could do without the college counseling as well I think if nothing works out for me, I'm going to become a college counselor. Yeah. I agree. I honestly <laughs> agree. There's so much like money in it. Yeah, there's so much money in it. But I feel like, you know, one thing that I'd like to add, because neither of you are doing US, right? Yeah. And the US is a completely different beast altogether mm-hmm. because you have essays, you have applications. There's you so have, much that goes on. You have standardized testing. Not to say that that's more difficult than any of the rest of them. But as a... Um, as it's a space, a it's a whole different procedure. And, you know, in that, like what I found mm-hmm. out is that there's so many more ways to mint money from it, from the Indian populace. Because yeah. then you can take standardized English test tuitions. You can take SAT, ACT yeah. tuitions. You can take a different counselor for just your supplementals, a different counselor for just your common app. And, you know, another thing that I came across, which is not the most ethical, is that you go to people to build your portfolio for sure. from scratch. Yeah. And the amount of money that goes into that. The other day, I was speaking to someone who's paying 7 lakhs to someone. Literally, Exactly. And I was mind blown. I was like, hey, <laughs> I don't even have a counselor. And here you are like, okay, fine. If you have the privilege to pay for it and stuff, go ahead. But I don't exactly know how I feel about the portfolio building part of it. So can we bring that to Janvi for yes. a second? Because Janvi, so uh, someone had said this to me a long time back. And because you are actually, so for those of you who don't know, Janvi is planning on doing something in the arts, which requires mm-hmm. a physical portfolio of work. Yeah. 
someone had said something to me and I, I would get your opinion yes, afterwards yes. because I'm also really intrigued by it. Someone had said, I think it's really unethical that there are kids that are going to counsellors who are sitting with kids who, for lack of a better term, sat on their asses for yeah. their entire school life and in the last two years are sitting in rapidly building pieces but pieces under the guidance and mentorship of someone else versus someone else who steadily built a portfolio over the last mm-hmm. five six years but won't be of the best quality and i will tell you something what do you from think a design student's perspective and that is that a lot of people plagiarize their work plagiarize as in i don't mean that they uh like i literally mean that they um take someone else's work and they write their name on top of it teachers help like the people that you're Are paying you serious? yes i have seen that and i have like run away from that because that is just something that I think even if Mm -hmm. I did I would never be able to like live with that in me because giving someone else is like someone's literally you're paying someone to do your work for you and get you into a college but like what is essentially like once you do get in what are Uh you going to be able to do there because you never like you didn't do anything to get in you know I think a lot of people think that it just ends at getting into college Mm -hmm. but it doesn't I know especially in like Ivy Leagues and the competitive colleges in the US there's so much work that you need to put in and there are assignments there are quizzes there is so much that goes on constantly so you are practically not going to be able to survive if you've done nothing to get into that college. Right. And you end up suffering so much. I've seen so many people go through that. I've actually seen documentaries on it as well. Hmm. And it's just, it seems really strange to me. And also, of course, each to its own. But how do you live with yourself when you get into a college, but you've done nothing to oh, get into Not on your own college? merit. Yeah, like... I think it all like originates from how faulty the education system is as a whole. Yeah, true. The fact that there is so much competition so, to get so into a, like a good ranked college. Right. That where is, it all yeah. originates from like the same place where the like the education system hmm. is more about merit and merit hasn't like your scores written on a yeah. sheet of paper than what you know and what like you can do and what you can bring to a university properly not like quantifiably but qualitatively Mm -hmm. yeah and then again like i think for that you need to quantify it to an extent but from like the education system like from like when you're little you have to still take exams and get marks and everything and you have to do you have to be the best and when you have to be the best you will go to any lens ethical or unethical to be that and then get in. Right. So I'm going to give you guys some stats. And in a second, Naomi, I want to talk about the India thing of it. Because uh-huh. I feel like that's also a very underrepresented thing. But I'm going to give you guys some stats. And I want your opinions on them. The TOEFL, which is the test of English as a foreign language, costs $200 to take. Which is give or take 14, 15,000 rupees mm. as an exam. The IELTS is even more expensive. I think it's uh, 200. It's 15 k yeah. yeah. like total. And then yeah. covering the costs of things like preparatory material, etc. will be another 3, 4k. Mm. The SAT... on a flat fee is $50 and there's some international fee of some $60-$70 so it firstly why is there an international fee what are you doing you're sending (laughs) papers across the world there are printers in India so there's an international fee so it's $120 to take an SAT to take an ACT I don't know I've never taken it but it's it's really the same amount Mm -hmm. and for SAT coaching I just want to tell you guys this because I find this mind-boggling the average SAT coach in Delhi takes about 50 to 60,000 from students a month 
right yeah i know that i know someone who paid over like 25 lakhs over a year mm. ended up not getting a good sat score and just went to srcc right and so it, yeah, the parents on. i remember them telling me that my parents feel like they wasted so much money Wait, and srcc is a good school it's fabulous if you're an srcc congratulations yeah it makes me think that the other like yesterday i was speaking to someone who's never even heard of lsr right and i was like how ignorant are you like the only school that exists for you is like USC Harvard, Princeton, and how, Duke. Yeah, like it just blows my mind. It also, at the end of the day, boils down to status and like, right? How prestigious is the college that you go to? And that also brings me to the conflict a lot of people face, which is course versus college. Right. Talk about yeah. that. Um, how do I get to that? Well, I think a lot of things go into that. A lot of people see. I will never get into uh, <laughs> UCLA. I've not worked a day in my life to get into UCLA, and also I'm not even applying to the US. Right. But if I do get into UCLA, say with something that I really don't want to study, or I think a better example would be a college in the UK, because there you have one major for. You have to. You have to stick yeah, with it. Right? Yeah. If I get it for something like, um, say, psychology that I don't really want to do, but I'm like, hey, it's. LSC or UCL why should i let go of that opportunity versus me getting sociology at LSR hmm. at the end of the day at the end of the day i want to go for social at LSR hmm. but then there's so many people friends the internet telling me hey UCL is like one of the top colleges in, in the, the world. world yeah so why don't you just go there and figure out what you want to do right and that's actually a conflict that my sister faced as well hmm. and in that actually money came into the picture as well where she got into all of these top colleges she got into UCL she got into Leeds hmm. but brilliant she, university yeah she couldn't and she got courses that she wanted hmm. but yeah, at the at the end of the day she couldn't go because we did not have the money for that right and i remember her being absolutely heartbroken and it's something she still talks about a lot right so i don't exactly know, know how what to feel about that yet. yeah and janvi you know something like art like like again just hard numbers and then i'll give my perspective but i want mm. yours first is in the us something like art is so expensive like mind bogglingly like i think pratt and parsons are like 80000 a year what yeah, do you parsons, think I about think, that um the overall fees right. is i think 2 lakh your uh, only your tuition to for to for your course but oh. yeah it comes down to 2 lakh that is only your tuition which does not include your supplies and i think art supplies is one of like the most expensive thing that i have ever come across right. it breaks my heart to buy like 3 paint brushes because i know that they will get spoiled when i am painting on a canvas right and it's just there is so much to it and quality I, of education is a privilege basically right. yeah, yeah and like even applying to parsons and applying there itself you have to build a portfolio mm. and again now people will pay for that and there's yeah. a challenge also for parsons parsons a... has a challenge right. which is for a scholarship ah okay got it and i want to talk about go ahead are you done on yeah, your I'm talk done. i want to talk about scholarships because mm-hmm. they are so skewed because yeah. for us and i speak from a position of privilege when i say this for us as indians who might not necessarily have the the aggregate of funds required mm-hmm. to fund something like a parsons or a U- usc because those colleges guys they average out to 80000 a year yeah. and that's not including living expenses so like when you're mm-hmm. living in a new york city or a california where an uber ride is 40 is or a so or a bagel is 15 dollars mm-hmm. you have to also factor that in right and scholarships don't really work in your favor because 
you're not looked at as someone from India, you're looked at as someone in a supposedly privileged position who is not doing as much as someone, you know, from another third world country who's grown up in far more destitute or rem- hmm. remote circumstances. So those are also kind of skewed against us. So we then fall yeah. into this like middle grey area, you know what I mean? And also I feel like another thing that we've not talked about is that for colleges and universities, which is really also talking about the commodification of it, it's turned into so much more of a status thing for parents. You know what I mean? That I could never get SRCC, so my child is going to. I could never get an IV, so my child is going to do that. I could never top the SAT, so my kid's going to do that. Do you guys ever feel the conflict of perhaps not with yourself, but from people Mm -hmm. around you of parental pressure and that like varying with also like the pressure that you feel from other tangibles like standardized testings for your portfolios, for your board marks? See, for me... I've been very lucky in that field in the sense that my parents have never put pressure on college for me. They've always said that, you know, just do whatever you want to, stay whatever you want to, but we don't know how we feel about you going to a different country. Like in India, we're ready for anything. Just work towards it. So I've been pretty lucky in that sense. Janvi, do you have anything? Same. I think for me, it's always been more of a, you have to get in. Yeah. More than like a them thing. Like I've never felt forced into a field. Yeah. I am doing something that my mom is yeah. has done. So I do get like really annoyed sometimes. Yeah. We do have fights. But more than that, there's not been a lot of mm-hmm. pressure. But Kabir, I know what you mean. Because there's this one family that's really close to mine. I remember the daughter is the same age as my sister's. And she got into Bombay for psychology and she really wanted to do psychology and she wanted to go to Bombay and she did go to Bombay. But um, in one of the later lists, she got into Miranda Mm. in Delhi for a subject that she did not want at all. But her parents sort of pressured her into saying, you know, it's DU, it's Miranda, like who cares what you do, it's a very reputed DU college. And she succumb to that pressure because even when you like just the most um <laughs> the thing that i can think of at the top of my head is when you search up best du colleges milan is one of the first one that right. comes up and the one that she went to in bombay was not so she was like you know this is gonna look really good on my cv and this everything's and always for the future there's yeah. nothing for the present and she went to Miranda and she hated her three years in college she right. absolutely hated it and now she's even lost the motivation to pursue psych after it oh, no. so now she's sort of sitting in this place in her life where she doesn't really know what she wants to do and she regrets leaving her college in Bombay and coming to Delhi only for the sake of going to DO right I also have another thing to bring up have either of you seen Operation Varsity Blues on Netflix I have not have you what is it about okay so it's the most interesting documentary once you guys are done you actually have to see it it's about this uh, college admission scandal that happened in the US where they right Ivy Leagues backdoor admissions yeah so it's like backdoor I'll explain it to you really like quickly Mm -hmm. for the sake and anyone who's not heard of it I'll just explain really quickly the FBI in the US uncovered this man I don't remember his name something um, singer Rick Singer who was basically going to very wealthy, white, skewed white um, actors, politicians, celebrities, businessmen, hedge fund investors, yeah, all these people, and to get their kids into college. But how he did that, I'll tell you, was two things. Mm-hmm. He got them help to fudge their SAT scores and ACT scores, and he photoshopped their kids playing very remote, very rich people's sports that, you know, minorities wouldn't have access to, like water polo or like mm-hmm. sailing, you know, things that we don't have access to or any minority in the US wouldn't have access to. And they'd Photoshop their kids into that and get them sports scholarships into the school. And that's how they got into college like USC, UCLA, even some of the Ivies. And from that, something that I took away from that is 
do you not see some personal gain that parents feel when yeah. they pay when you see parents like paying so much money like for um admissions for like diagnostics for portfolio building don't you see some form of like honor or like them manifesting their own dreams onto their children in that i don't know i i have seen it with my dad and my sister because my sister is interested in business right and that is what he does so it's always like oh you know like my child but with my mom we have completely different things so my dad is really interested about my sister going into the same um field as him but for my mother i think she thinks that i'm like she knows the field inside out and she knows how much there is to it yeah. and a lot of times she i think that's my capabilities i'm not sure she's yeah. like always scared for me Yeah. So she's always like, you know, like, are you sure about this mm. and stuff like that? So that's very like different. Right. Yeah, but that's all I've faced with this. What do you think? I think, like, firstly, this is completely off topic. I did not know when she got wanted to get into business. She doesn't. Do yeah. She's just like interested. Uh huh. Number two, I think what auntie means is that like, see, arts is a completely different field from. commerce and the science more traditional ones yeah and it's also something that once you go in you can't back you out can't of. because also because you haven't got an education after school like my school yeah. my education will be limited to what i have learned in school after which i do have general education yeah but it's not it's not the focus it's on education yeah, yeah. yeah and also the field you're getting into is a specialized one like from so, the get to go so if you're not 100% sure people say that oh don't get into it cuz then yeah so i think that's where like my mom and i have an issue yeah. because she did science for her uh, bachelor's yeah and then she pursued fashion for yeah. her masters yeah so right now because i know that i want to go into yeah. this yeah so i know that i'm doing it and i'm working towards it mm-hmm. but for her it's like are you sure and yeah. it'll just it sometimes comes off as very demotivating to me yeah because of but yeah that's it no no that's completely understandable And could we tell me have you ever faced anything like that with your parents? Not really with my parents, but my sister. Yeah. She's the best. Firstly, shout out to you. But <laughs> my sister did everything. She got a fifteen sixty on high SAT. Got into a great college with a lot of like you know cost reduced, no tuition, no college counseling, none of it. So a lot of that is manifested onto me, or like mm-hmm. not manifested. That's not the correct word. It's projected onto me. That's the better word. Which is that you know if she could do it without it, why can't yeah. you? Which I mean now. I'm like in the we're all in the eye of the storm. Technically, mm-hmm. we're all like right in the middle of the college apps process. I agree. I don't think that counts as that a very relevant. That is why we missed two weeks. Yeah, that is why we yeah. missed two weeks of podcasting. <laughs> um, I don't think that it's relevant or necessary to have those externals. I don't think that it's mm-hmm. a it's a test that you can't take yourself. I don't think it's a process that you can't navigate yourself. It's but I don't know that necessarily because Johnny, for example, another thing, and we're getting into it, I think just college as a whole, which is you're paying someone money. Like I know Naomi and Johnny. I know someone who. was um who had a, who identified with a certain sexuality and wanted to write their common app based on that but mm-hmm. they didn't because they didn't want to come out to their college counselor mm-hmm. and then you know where do you draw the line yeah. then is it like you know when you're commodifying something you're also restricting students and you're also not letting the app bloom to the full potential that it could because yes you have people who are carefully curating applications to what colleges want to hear mm-hmm. but where are you in that Yeah. You know what I mean, and that that talk about that. So one second, I have I have a question. Does the US require you to have a counselor? No, 
so i'll tell you so it requires you to have a school counselor guidance, like yeah. a guidance counselor in school which i actually didn't know i i don't know actually you know like that's another thing about privilege a lot of schools don't have guidance counselors like i don't yeah. think i don't think a lot of delhi schools would have specifically designated career counseling centers yeah like for us it's our psych teacher who's also our guidance counselor is your guidance counselor for us it we have a counseling yeah, cell a, but i know yeah. a lot of schools that don't have counseling cells yeah. and i'm just like thinking to myself because naomi for the us it's a requirement you need to have two teachers mm. and your school's counselor write the mm-hmm. letter and i'm like then where does that come in what about people who don't have counselors you know Yeah, for us, it's the psych teacher. Doesn't she's an angel? Yeah, but like think about that. Then, then even when you're applying to college, first you have to pay a fee to apply to college, it's like eighty five, ninety dollars per yeah. college. Then you know something else to send each of your test scores to each college. You have to pay fifteen dollars. And that is such a privilege. Like even for someone who barely like okay, for example, someone does not come from the most um financially privileged background, and their parents have gathered this amount of money. just for like the college tuition there's so much more there's than so just more. the college tuition there's like you need to have money that you can afford to just like give away yeah Even, just like talking about people who are like going on scholarships also i think they have to pay all of this still you have to pay a lot like you are um there's so much pressure as it is for like going for a scholarship and especially for people who come from underprivileged backgrounds like their entire life i've see i've only seen this in books and movies that like i haven't ever experience it yourself but that's just our privileged bubble yeah. so but what i've seen is that there's so much pressure from the get go to get into college that they have to like work towards it hmm. and then when it even like comes down to it imagine having to like pay 60 dollars just to send, send out your code. application john we yeah. poor college you know like and i'm sure with portfolios it's it's like similar it's so one of the universities i i'm applying to requires you to Give them a hard copy of the portfolio, <laughs> regardless of where you're coming from. Are you serious? Yes. So, What? Yeah. So you have to literally like either even if you're sending like a pen drive, you can't just mail it. You have to send them like a live actual real pen drive with oh stuff in God. it. So even like I think shipping that itself like is so, so much less, which is unnecessary. After you guys, the funniest yeah. thing. For some merit scholarships in the U.S. for yeah. some colleges, they require you to fly out and take the interview for those scholarships yourself. Uh, so again, that's and I'm only, like, what? And I'm like, then where is the scholarship in it? Yeah, that's only what some people can afford. afford. Maybe yeah. not the richy rich, but definitely yeah. the you know, rich. You know, yeah, they're like portraying it as like an inclusive thing, but, but they're like, but it's not. Like, like kicking people off. Yeah, like from the opportunity. Like if there's like certain people who want to go in for it, you're like. step by step just like taking people off like that platform mm-hmm. the process itself i think is so skewed against minority in the us in the uk and singapore mm-hmm. and when it comes to international students it's on a completely different level don't you think i don't know again like I no have... for you also like for your portfolio when you're applying to a lasalle <clears throat> or even when you were in early talks to apply to different different countries there are always more implications on an international student don't you think always and yeah. more requirements that if you're an international student push further but why you know what i mean it's just it i don't make get sense. it like, like i don't understand why it's so capitalized it's on. so capitalized see i'll tell you for me kabir i was literally talking to you about this yesterday or i was like oh maybe canada for me i wanted to apply abroad for the longest time my parents were always like no 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 don't do it and i sort of realized that all along 
it was just me in my head thinking hey like going to abroad that's going to be really cool for me this and that but every single time i spoke to my parents they would be like hey even if you get in even if you get financial aid even if you get scholarships the living expenses the travel the traveling it's way too much for us to be like incurring yeah and we also don't want you to want you to be in a position where you pay so much money for the IELTS and the applications and this and that just as a and i'm saying this in air quotes backup mm. and then at the end of the day not go right because that's also like a lot of money being wasted and a lot of families can afford that but my family doesn't necessarily want to siphon their money yeah, that that's exactly. fair and i think that okay now drawing this all to a conclusion yeah. janvi you start this i still don't like i every time i think about the fact that people are paying lakhs to get into college and then paying lakhs like they're not learning anything when they're like getting into college no. they're learning how to get into, into college yeah. get an education you're right which like they're not even learning they're just like getting someone to work for them a lot of times yeah sometimes they are learning i'll keep on that but <laughs> <laughs> it's very like it's something that's so weird i mm. think it's like a very weird concept and like for me i think it all originates from how faulty our education system is worldwide not only in yeah, india yeah just worldwide. worldwide and also like indian colleges come on let's give them some credit like they do a really good job of not ballooning their expenses yeah exactly but also like maybe that's just for us and yeah that yeah that is also yeah. just for us someone from like not india yeah. coming here and you know like even like paying to live in a place which is nice yeah will also like cost a lot you're and, right uh, You're so well, right. So much. I so again, it's all about perspective. The main problem yeah. again, like with India, another problem is entrances. <laughs> like having to go and give an. You're actually so right. That was such a privileged thing for me, Naomi, to say because mm-hmm. now we're and for you, like Kota called us out on it. Is that we're talking from the place of where the the college expenses are sixty lakhs a year or fifty five yeah. lakhs a year, whereas even twenty thousand rupees a year or even like you know I think like Stephen's or something like one lakh a year. That is still a lot of money. I never thought of that. Stephen's is Pandakilo. It's around fifty to sixty, somewhere around that thing. It is a lot more than the others. I know that. That is still a lot. Yeah, and I never thought of it. Shit. So I think it, like you said, it just depends on perspective. Yeah. But the overall consensus is that for students across the world, education is higher education because you know, let's not even get into yeah, like secondary no, school. No, no, That's no, like no. a different conversation. We'll talk about Delhi schools some other day. <laughs> but I think that higher education is commodity across the board, no matter what your socio-economic strata yeah, is. Yeah, it's really not about. um the quality of education anymore it's hey how much money do you have how much are you willing to spend to right. get into college yeah. is that it yeah okay if you all have any opinions on whatever we said or anything that you think we said wrong then <laughs> then please let us know don't call us out on twitter yeah cuz we really don't want to come off as privileged kids even though we have a lot of privilege yeah okay um i guess that's it for this episode then yeah thank um, you wait 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 wait, wait, wait can we don't stop it <laughs> oh. bye guys our social battery is running out bye bye <laughs>